Just so you know, everything you're about to hear is a lie. Hey everybody, my name is Griff and you're listening to the first ever Elsewhere podcast. Our guest today is Philip Binder, often known by his old uh, fan game screen name Spilly Beans with a Z. I, I mean, if you've never listened to this, and I guess I don't know why you would have, it's the first episode, but Elsewhere is a software company. We make games, we make apps, all kinds of stuff. This is our first podcast. Think of this like a book club for video games, where every week we're going to talk about a different game. And for our first ep- episode, since we have Phil on, who uh, helped make the new game Sonic Syndrome, we're going to talk about Sonic 1. Also, stay tuned through that interview for a big announcement about what's coming next for elsewhere all right well no reason to hesitate let's get into it let's talk about some sonic our first guest ever on the elsewhere podcast is philip bender hey very thanks like for having me on you know yeah. it's good philip is one of the developers on uh, sonic syndrome which i think just came out yeah it came out about a couple weeks ago it's sort of like a fan project uh we've been working on it for a really long time we're just happy that people have enjoyed it. Like yeah. we started off as people who just liked the game, and right in time for uh, Sonic's thirtieth anniversary. Oh yeah, we we put a lot of hard work into it. Um, a lot of the levels you may remember because they're levels from earlier games. That's exciting. Yeah, it's actually really cool. I think Sonic fans are going to really love that. Like like that, that mix of nostalgia and new stuff. Yeah, we threw a lot of stuff in there. Uh, like, we made sure that uh, Sonic did go at the exact same speed that he did in the regular game. We made sure that sort of like the hitboxes were exactly the same. Uh, and at the same time, uh, we also made sure that tons of little Easter eggs were in there. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah. And we're going to we're gonna get right into all that. But uh, for our first episode, we're talking about the classic Sonic 1. Uh, Sonic Syndrome, that, it, it brings a lot of elements from the very first one, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Excellent. We'll get into uh, Phil's history with the game in just a moment. But first, let's go over the history of the game's development. Sonic was focus group tested to be the most appealing character ever designed. Yeah, one of the things when we were like looking up old files to sort of like figure out what was so interesting about the original game, it was originally going to be like a red hedgehog. Oh wow! It was going to be like a crimson red. Every kid thought that that character was bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like really bad. I'm getting a mental image right now, and it's it's frankly horrifying. Yeah, it was really scary. Yeah. It, well, I mean, back then you only had like four colors right. you could use like you use blue red maroon those I remember it, that. you know yeah everything was only like like mostly maroon yeah if i think back early testers apparently were prone to invent their own stories about sonic during testing before the game's actual fiction was decided even going so far as to come up with their own characters some of which the developers actually put in the game. Wait, which uh, characters? Uh, apparently, uh, Slick Baboon was not originally planned, but uh, a game tester, you know, they, they found it drawn on his note sheets where he was, like, writing down glitches and stuff. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. That uh, and and you know apparently the developers confronted him. They're like, "Who is this beautiful being that you've drawn on this page?" And he was like, "That's that's slick baboon." And they worked him in. Yeah, yeah. Money still actually goes to that guy's family. He's unfortunately passed, but money still goes to his family. Okay. Uh, whenever they sell a game that has uh, slick in it. Yeah, and I mean he's sort of been a staple for the entire series, so that's actually kind of amazing. Uh, spoiler warning for anyone listening that hasn't played the the syndrome yet, but uh, does Slick show up in Sonic Syndrome? Well, yeah, I mean Slick's going to show up. I mean, like you can't have a game without Slick. <laughs> like that's, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean it's it's a combination of Slick, the baboon, um, and like Busy Busy Bee. Busy Busy Bee's actually spending a lot of time with Slick the baboon. You can switch between the two characters and go through as many like missions as you want. That's amazing. The design of Sonic was so successful that early testers even had conversations about Sonic showing up in their dreams. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty common thing. When we were developing levels, um, we would take close to like 12, 13 hour naps. And that's how we came up with a lot of the good levels that we had to like remaster and rebuild. Uh, We would sleep underneath our desks and that was kind of common. And a lot of people would walk in and they'd say, why is the entire team sleeping? And we'd wake up and we'd go, we're building levels. You woke us up. Can't finish it now. Producers on games can be so obstructionist. Yeah, they're really obstructionist. He never slept. He was, like, complaining about money all the time, so... That brings us to the final bullet point I have here. Uh, the developers referred to this, the dreams and the, you know, writing stuff on napkins, that they called this the Sonic Syndrome, which the PR team of the Sonic company uh, seized onto uh, for the marketing campaign with the slogan, Catch the Syndrome. Well, I mean, it was... See, because the thing is, it was more of sort of like a warning on the side of the box. Uh, We wanted to make sure that people knew that if they were going to participate in Sonic, that there is a chance that they may catch the Sonic Syndrome. Oh, that's... um, I just assumed that was like PR talk. No, it's um, an actual disease. It's... So it's recognized by the United States of America, but it is kind of hush-hush. Oh, that's... um I feel like I would have heard about this. Like, are people okay? Like, I mean, yeah, this no. is back in the 80s, I guess, so. Well, back in the 80s, yes. Uh, but it is, there are some, like, small recurring cases of it uh, throughout up until today. If you're not familiar with it, I'm happy to, like, walk you through yeah, what some no, of the Because okay. you, may, you may have some people who may be going through Sonic Syndrome right now. And that's kind of the thing you need to watch out for. So there are a couple of warning signs. To begin with, you're going to want to check to make sure that your friends don't have too much of an increased heart rate. Because after they start developing Sonic Syndrome, their heart will be going very, very fast. It's going to be constant flutter, and they will possibly have a series of blackouts. Wow. Yeah, uh, that's just one of the things. Um, a couple more of them are you start to develop brain pattern recognition problems. You know how when you see someone, you can say, oh, that's my friend Todd, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, in this case, these people see Todd and then they go, oh, this is Todd the human. They have to say the and then something afterwards each time. Yeah. So it's, I'd be like, I would be uh, Griff the human. You'd be Phil the human. Yeah. Wow. Which gets really annoying in a party full of humans. Uh, there's a couple more warning signs that are truly tragic. I, I, th- I, think, th- I think our audience needs to hear them. I mean, I mean you know, th- this is basically a, uh, uh, like a, a video game book club, so everyone's playing Sonic 1 to get ready for this podcast. Yeah, and it is kind of uh, saddening to see that a lot of people don't know about it, because mm-hmm. it was on the box, you know? <laughs> it was there on the box. Yeah, again, I thought that was like a slogan. I thought that was a... I thought that was to get people interested in the game. Yeah, uh, it was a 
poor decision to put it between 34 levels and below that was series of playable characters. Uh, a couple more of the things that happen, you may find that you're having a tumultuous home life. You know, you may end up getting married, divorced, married, divorced, married again. And by the end of it, you're going to collect over like 700 rings. Yeah, man, that's a lot of rings. It's a lot of rings. It's a lot of step kids you got to pay for. In Texas, uh, they found someone suffering from Sonic Syndrome. His entire house, uh, cabinet, 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 rings. Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know... Uh, I guess if there wasn't a risk involved, you know, there would be less thrill in playing the game. Yes. Yeah. That's why it's a fun game. Yeah. That's amazing. Are there any other symptoms? Oh, yeah. This is one of the ones that worries me most because a lot of the other things can be managed with a series of clinical trials. um, Perhaps just having a friend around to remind you not to do these compulsive behaviors. Uh, but this is one that really can't be fixed. Uh, sufferers of Sonic Syndrome happen to have this for the rest of their lives. They tend to forget all of the year 2006. The whole year? Yeah, absolutely. What's significant about the year 2006? We still don't know. That's it's amazing. probably really tragic for anyone who's either, you know, had their kid in 2006. Yeah. You know, if they had a great year of 2006, all they can do is look back on a series of written notes to themselves that they've hopefully written. You know. If one of your 700 marriages was in the year 2006, you would completely have no recollection of completely that. Completely gone. They may remarry again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This Got is it. a fun fact, but um, in California, like 90% of marriages are due to Sonic Syndrome. That's, you know what, from what you've told me, not surprising. And That's- so these are a couple of things you do have to look out for, but these are the early days of it. Eventually, you start to develop, like, actual symptoms, and that's when you immediately need to be hospitalized. Uh, So, like, a couple of those symptoms are this obsessive love of traveling. Like, have you met that guy who's like, oh, I went to Europe this summer. I went to Budapest. The important thing is that it's the locales that drive them, you know, big cities, grassy hills, any place that is slightly different than where they come from. And the most tragic thing that happened was a sufferer of Sonic Syndrome uh, flew to and from Egypt eight times and then got in a fight with a very large man at the end of each one. Oh my god, that does seem very inconvenient. It's inconvenient and it also ruins your life. Okay, so I immediately have a question then. Yeah. Do, do you think that it might be a little tasteless to then name your big retro you know, throwback game after this like obviously terrible disease? Well, clearly no one listened the first time. Oh, so this is another warning. Yes, Oh my god. It's important that we named the game Sonic Syndrome because people would not listen to us otherwise. It's deeply troubling, also kind of exciting. We're going to go to a break. I'm going to have the rest of our interview with Philip Bender after that. I cannot wait to learn more about the frankly terrible legacy. Devastating. Yeah, of Sonic 1. Be right back. All right, so we have a big announcement to make. Well, I'll be getting back to the interview with Phil in just a moment, but I wanted to stop here to tell you that Elsewhere is starting its first ever big crowdfunding campaign for our next video game. So I'm going to tell you about it. The game is called Rocket Rabbit, and it's about a super fast, super slick, robotic rabbit moving through levels, collecting coins, destroying robots, and just in general, causing havoc. He is fighting 
fighting bosses. These levels are insane. They're multi-path. Uh, it's an original game with our own IP. Maybe one day we might even look into doing like a cartoon or a movie or something. But first, we got to make the game. That's where you come in. Head to chipin.fund slash rocket rabbit to donate and help us make this game. Help Rocket get to the end and fight his arch nemesis, Evil Nicholas, PhD. I'm so eager to get this game in your hands, guys. We've been working as a company for a while now, making little phone games and stuff, but this will be our first ever console game. I think it's going to be the genesis of something really big, and I would love to get your support. Thank you so much, and uh, we're going to get back into Phil's interview. All right, uh, we're back with our interview with uh, Philip Binder, the developer, one of the developers on uh, Sonic Syndrome, the new retro throwback game. Uh, And uh, up top, we were talking about Sonic 1 and... Very good game. I'm sure. You know, I I gotta be honest, uh, you've been... We've been talking about this, like... (laughs) condition that people have developed from playing this game you know man i'm gonna come around and say i'm not the biggest sonic fan like uh you know i I played the old games as much as anyone else might have but uh i kind of fell away from it without any real knowledge of the devastating effect that it could have on the psyche yeah now that we're talking about it i hesitate to even release this episode i don't want to encourage somebody to do something that's going to potentially hurt them oh no but it's a good game like it's a very good game Okay. The controls are probably some of the most tightest and intuitive yeah. that I've ever seen. The speed you go at, check marks, each time you play a level, it sort of feels new because there's different avenues and racetracks. There are negative effects of Sonic Syndrome. You know, some people have been known to curl up into a ball just because they're so sad. Okay, see, that, that sounds bad. No, that's bad. Yeah, we agree that's bad, but the game is good. You know, it's just about having it in small doses. Like, just make sure to not play an extreme amount of Sonic. Like, playing more than an hour of Sonic is kind of where it happens. And you will want to play more than an hour of Sonic because it is a good game. The final bosses, we spent so much time like ripping through old Sonic bosses and being like, what worked about this? What didn't work about this? What can we build on? And the fans love it. The fans are having problems not going on dates with animals, but that's not our concern. You know what I mean? Okay, you're you're kind of coming back around to my issue here. It seems like the whole goal of these games is to be like incredibly yeah, yeah, appealing and hard to look away from. Yeah, which they are. Uh, right. But now, okay, let, you're saying it's worth it. Oh, absolutely. See, it's all about moderation when you're playing that game. It's worth it. I'm going to have to take your word for it that it's, that it's worth it. I, I Also, I can't stop asking myself this question in, in my head. Are, are you exhibiting any symptoms yourself? Oh, we've been developing this game for years. So, yeah, we have a series of different Sonic syndromes. Ours are a little bit more cute because we have been working on them. Like, for me, I can only wear red shoes. Oh, sure enough. Yeah, yeah those are those are nice. They're good shoes. Every rational part of my mind is telling me, don't go down this road. Don't encourage others to go down this road. But I say, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah, experiment. Give it a try. What we want to do is make sure that there's a little bit of risk involved. There's a little bit of fun. And on top of that, good gameplay. Well, before I uh, put a close 
to this interview. I'm curious, you know, you mentioned at the top of the show the fun Easter eggs oh, yeah. uh, that uh, call back to Sonic 1 that are uh-huh. in Sonic Syndrome. Without spoiling too much, because I know a lot of people haven't gotten to get their hands in the game yet, Like, what's your favorite reference to the first game? Okay, so if you take a warp pipe at one point, right, you end up into just like a blank screen with the letters 06. That's something from the first game. It's really yeah. great. Um, it's one of those fun, like, what does it mean? What does it mean? Like, a lot of people don't know because their memories are sort of all fucked up. And then you take the warp pipe back up and then you're good. I'll be honest. I just got like full body goosebumps and I'm going to say that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's great. Oh man. Hey, it was great having you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Please uh, make sure to check out our game. Uh, Feel free to check it out on the Q box. It's one of the launch titles for it, which is kind of amazing. Like they put their faith in us to make this game. Oh man. Yeah. It's an honor really. Yeah. Yeah, They haven't made a console in in like 15 years. So that's amazing. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the first episode of the elsewhere podcast. Uh, Next time we'll be talking about one of my favorite games. Doom 2. Once again, Phil, it was great having you on. Thanks. Until next time, I'll see you elsewhere. The Elsewhere Podcast was created by MC Griffin, edited by Alicia Mason, and produced by Jason Kyle Hammonds. Griff was played by MC Griffin. Spilly Beans was played by Philip Binder. Music by Max Repka. Episode art by Colin Greenhalge and MC Griffin. You can see episode art and information on elsewhereshows.com. E-L-S-E-W-A-R-E shows.com. Today is September 21st, 2000. I had a glass of milk before I went to sleep last night. And, uh... I was in Eddie's house from junior high, Eddie Tremaine, and he had one of those houses where the bedrooms were all below downstairs, and so we went downstairs where I knew Eddie's bedroom was. No one was there. For some reason, I knew I had to get ready for a party, so I went through the closet. I think there was a gun in the closet, and I took it, I took it with me, I think. By that time, I I could hear that there were people getting ready in the house, uh, and I didn't know any of them. (sighs) 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 Fuck this. That might be cool.com. You never know.